as you said, his riches had him. His riches was his God. Sure. And we talk about it all the time that the devil has blinded the minds of so many people. And, you know, when we were coming up, <clears throat> we, we haven't always been where the three of us are now. Right. We, we, we've all, we all got our own testimonies. We've all done things that we're not proud of. And, oh, that's it. Exactly. Be the first to admit it. Yeah. yeah we, but because we had those parents mm -hmm. who, as you say, I <laughs> like to <coughs> excuse me, use my old pastor's example. He was saying, I never had a drug problem. He said, well, wait a minute. Yes, I did. He said, my mama drugged me to church. <laughs> she drugged me to Sunday school. <laughs> she drugged me to BT, whatever that was. So yeah, I had a drug problem. True. I told you, I was, my mama was my Sunday school teacher. I didn't left the house, I got to sit up and listen to it at 9.45 in the morning. Then we had an 11 o'clock service. Turn around, we had a 3 o'clock service, and they had a 6 o'clock service. We were there. Mm -hmm. We went to church so much that the kids in the neighborhood picked at us. But you know what? I'm thankful that she did. Because it's helped me be the man I am today. True. Not perfect from the world's perspective by a long shot. But I'm perfect in Christ. So he said, be ye perfect, for I am perfect. And God wants that that word perfect gives it mature. People don't understand. There's the world's definition of perfection. Then there's God's definition and standard for perfection. And God won't tell you to do something that he doesn't empower you to do. His word said, be ye perfect, for I am perfect. Mark the perfect man in song. Job, a man perfect and upright. So stop letting people tell you you can't be perfect. Yes, you can. In God's eyes, you can. Right. Just grow up. Yes, Spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. But because we had the upbringing that we had, Brother Sam, Revelation and I, both avoid of our natural mothers. But every time we talk to your mom, you know what she say? Hey, my son. Yeah. She's, taking, she's taking that role upon herself. To still give us that nurturing from a mother and to still keep us encouraged like a mother would do. Because I don't care who you are, the Christian life gets hard sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It gets rough sometimes. Yes, sir. But we know to keep plowing forward because there's nothing back there. Because if what's back there was so good, why did we ever leave to come where we are now? That's true. And that's what people don't understand is that. This picture you're dealing with, this life you're enjoying, is going to lead you to a life of eternal damnation. There are people on all kinds of social media, they got all kinds of followings. They've taken this platform, they got these big followings, but they talk about everything but Christ. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they started talking about Christ. How would they follow me? Would they still be getting the checks from social media? See, people have given over, given way to the world. Right. The Bible tells me that I'm in the world, not but I'm not of the world. Mm -hmm. Which means 
there has to be a difference between the Christian and the sinner. True. How can two walk together except they be agreed? Mm -hmm. Light and darkness don't have fellowship with one another. Are we better than? No, we're not better. We just saved by grace. If it wasn't for the mercy of God, <laughs> all three of us, and I said three, yeah. be in hell right now, right there with that man. And here's a torment. If you go back, he, the Bible said he lifted up his eyes in hell and seeing Abraham and Lazarus afar off. So the folk that end up in hell Gonna get to see us in heaven for at least a period. Now, I ain't gonna get into that, but y'all know why I am. <laughs> and they're gonna wish they had listened to us. Probably a lot of times when I'm witnessing, I just pull up and ask the question if you died right now, would you go to heaven or hell? Some of them get quiet. Some of them say, Well, I, I hope I go to heaven. You hope. Well, how do you know you're going? Because I believe the word. And the word tells me if I do this, heaven is mine. Right. This world is not my home. It's true. And, and I've been through it. I'll say this. I've been through enough hell here on earth right. than to spend eternity in hell. And, and, and I think when you ask that question, which is it's a powerful way of witnessing, real, real powerful. You just walk up to somebody, hey, fellas, let me ask you a question. Like, you know, mm -hmm. most people, when you get their attention, they won't even walk away from you. Mm -hmm. like, no, yeah, right. because you're not being, I guess, they're not going to get offended by you because all you're going to do is ask them a quick question. Mm -hmm. Hey, I got a quick question for you, man. Hey, hey how about this? Uh, uh, if you died right now, uh, would you go to heaven or hell? They get that look right there. Yeah, they get that look right there. See, they they think. Yeah, yeah. yeah they think. Some of them come back. Some of well, I'm going to heaven. Yeah. Some of them come back. Yeah, with the arrogance in it. Yeah. Some of them come back and say, "Well, I, I hope I go that far to heaven." Would you like to know? Yeah. Well, not you going. But the ones that say they going, I say, "Well, how do you know?" Well, I read. I, I go to church. Right. No, I pray. That's the big oh, answer yeah. you get. Yeah. I pray. And the folk in hell pray. Yes, yeah, biggest prayer meeting going on right now in hell. Fucking uh, hell pray. Yeah, yeah, they pray. But the answer uh, is no. Yeah. Answer never be nothing but no. The only answer in hell. You, you, you know, when, when you, you, you think about this uh, hell thing, I think that most people, and I said last week, that we, we gamble. With our lives, you know, because as you would say, you walk up to somebody and ask them if they died right now, where they go to heaven or hell. And some of them say, well, I hope I do. See, the thing is about when they say, I hope I go, is that they, they haven't looked at the seriousness of maybe what will happen if I don't. See, if you don't, if you don't really look at it, or know about what would happen if I don't go to heaven. Then the other alternative is that you're going to hell. Well, if you don't know enough about hell to where it disturbs you enough, then you're not going to get in a hurry to make sure that you don't go there. You ever seen two people 
getting ready to fight. <clears throat> and one of them was like real sure of himself. And they look at the other one and say, this ain't what you want right here. Right. Well, let me flip that. Hell ain't what you want. <laughs> right. <laughs> hell, hell, hell will win that fight. Right. If you don't give Jesus the life that's his. True. Hell ain't what you want. Right. I don't care who you are. I don't care how bad you think you are. Hell will humble you. Because if you end up in hell, you're going to be mad at yourself. Mm -hmm. That you didn't listen. That you bypassed one of these episodes. You're going to wish your preacher had preached something about this when you were jumping and shouting about your miracle, your deliverance, your, your new house, your husband, your business getting ready to be blessed. That's things that can happen. But how would you use that stuff? Would you use it for the kingdom? Right. That's why a lot of Christians don't win the lottery because they end up in hell. But hell is not what nobody wants. Right. Hell is real. And here's my question. What in hell do you want? None. None of that hell you want. <laughs> what do you want in hell? Who do you miss so much that you're willing to be in eternal torment. And I'm going to be repeating some of this stuff Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's that? It's true. You know, I've, I've, I've said this and, and I, something I repeat a lot uh, at funerals. You know, uh, I think I told you guys one time about, remember, uh, I was at work one day. And uh, I asked one of the guys, I said, uh, what you going to do for the holiday? I think it was something like Labor Day, uh, something like that. He said, uh, ah, it's just like, oh, man, it's just like any other day, man. I'm just going to chill out, you know, probably cook it out, something like that. And I can really do too much, just, just like any other day. <laughs> and uh, little did he know that a few days prior to that, I got curious, and I was on the internet looking up some things, and uh, thought hit me. How many people die in the United States every year? You know? So I looked at it, and uh, and I saw. I think this was something like, oh man, ten, twelve years ago now, maybe maybe longer. And uh, when I looked at that, I saw how many people live uh, died in the United States every year. And it was like almost uh, almost three million, almost three million people. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm like three million people. So I got to thinking to myself. I said, so 365 days in a year. So every time I see my birthday, every time I see Christmas or uh, New Year's or Thanksgiving or my wife's birthday or grandkids' birthday. I said, hmm, 365 days have passed, and I'm still here. I said, I beat the statistics. I statistics say that almost 3 million people leave here every year, and I'm not part of the 3 million. And I got to think, I'm like, now 3 million, listen to me, I'm 3 million now. It's not a good handful of people. That's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. 
Three million people have left here since 306, I mean, since this time last year. And that's, that's what I'm looking at. Seeing death all around me, some somebody I know, uh, uh, I got friends, I got relatives, and I'm seeing people die real close to me. It's like I'm standing up and I'm seeing, as we would say, maybe the death angel, that he's taking people that I know just around me, you know, and I'm seeing them die. Man, I just talked to him the other day, or I just talked to her two weeks ago, and now she's dead today. You know, and I'm seeing all of this happen, and I'm looking at how death is skipping me every year out of all of those millions. It's skipping me each and every time. So I'm like, you know, I'm looking at this thing a different way, and I'm like, okay, I've escaped death this year. Now, what guarantee do I have that I've escaped it this year? Because if it's taking three million, I could very well be part of that three million. And people don't look at that. See, see, the numbers should change your way of thinking when you start looking at millions dying. You know, don't get that crazy thought thinking that, oh, well, I lost three million. I know I'm not going to be the one. No, you can very well be that one real easy and real quick. But why? Because we, we're talking about millions now. We're not talking about 300 or 30. When the devil got your mind. Well, yeah. well the thing about it, I think the devil might have your mind, but the devil don't have your common sense. A lot of times when you get when somebody got your mind, they got everything. Yeah, well, that might be true. Because you do know common sense ain't coming. Yeah, no that might be true, but I'm looking at statistics. I hear no yeah. statistics, but I'm looking at people's actions nowadays. <laughs> yeah, forget, I'm sorry, forget yeah. statistics. Look at what people don't. People don't think. What the rookie, what he tell the rookie, yeah. just tell them you got time. Yeah. That's the thing. People think they have time. That's the story. Reverend Ross Howell yeah. talks about this. He said every year has its number. It's true. And every true. year we've not been in that number. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I say we, we missed that number. And I, and I was looking, man, and, and uh, I was looking at something that, that really got my attention, too. He talked about the uh, say three people die every second. 180 every minute. Uh, and he said 180 every minute since we started reading this. Uh, 2,000 more people have gone into eternity. You know, whether it's from an automobile accident or whether it's from a heart attack or, or whatever. But it is, they've gone to an eternal destination. Exactly. And that's what people don't think. Exactly. Everybody thinks I'm going to heaven when it's all said and done. Sure. Everybody's not going to heaven. More people are going to hell. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. Exactly. And more people are on the broad road. They are. Than they are on the narrow road. True. Because, because they wouldn't, uh, Bible wouldn't say that hell is enlarging itself every day. And the Bible wouldn't say it if it weren't true. Exactly. Exactly. 
what the Bible say in Proverbs 14 and 12, and I think again in Proverbs 16 and 25, there's a way that seems right unto a man. It's true. But the ends are on are the ways of death. We have to also look at the grand, you know, grand scheme of things is that, and I know we say this, but the devil is, is he, he's good at what he does. And that is the one that's in the midst of the it. He dresses up real good, like a coat bar, if you want to look at it that way. Or a nice man, or whatever it may be. I mean, he's he dressed up in a way that it, that seems so good to you. Whether it's in a bar, or in a drug, or whatever it is, that, that's how. Man, he does his job very well. So he, it's, it's not that, and you need, that's why I love how we have, you need someone in your life. You need these brothers that I sit with at this table that we can discuss anything that's going on. Why? Because that's what you need. You exactly. can't go with this alone. It's true. And you on that road alone by yourself, and you in trouble. Yeah, exactly. But some people refuse to hear what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And for some people, they don't believe it when they end up in it. And then it's going to be everlasting to you. Yeah, I always have a friend where he kind of like a brother to me. Man, come on now. You going to church next week? Man, I'm going to go with you next week. Well, next week, not promise. Tomorrow is a promise. I always say, yeah, he said, bro, you know, bro, I'm just going to go with you next week. You know, but you never know. Next week may not never come. Exactly. Well, that goes back to what we had mentioned earlier. See, when you think you're in control of that, see, <laughs> then you can bank on, oh, yeah, well, next, I plan to go next weekend, and they think that. Well, when next week comes, I'm going to be there. You know why? Because that's what I said I was going to do. But if God decided to take your breath away from you, the night. Yeah. Next week, next week. <laughs> exactly. And that could have been the one service you needed, but no, I'm going to take them and hang out at this party tonight. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And that's your party. You're going to party all night long, too. Oh, I agree. I agree. I told the story last week, right? About the girl. Three, oh, yeah. Yes. Three minutes to savage. Three minutes to eternity. Wow. Some people. The devil has blinded the mind. Let me, let's, let's go and go to this thing. Here. Abraham told him no. Yeah, he told him to tell Abraham no. Mm. Nay, Father Abraham, verse 30. But if one went unto them from the dead, they would have repented. He said, now, I'm asking you to send Lazarus, because my brothers are familiar with Lazarus. They knew Lazarus died. And if Lazarus showed back up and said, hey, your brother sent me back down, sent me down. He in hell right now. And he said for y'all to get to know Jesus so y'all don't come in here. This is what the rich man won't do. Abraham already told him, no. They got the word. They got the word. Right. But ain't, ain't, that, ain't that amazing though? Uh, he wants Lazarus to go back and tell him. Okay? Uh, because he believed if Lazarus tells him, they're going to believe. 
Right, if they knew Lazarus, which we believe they did, and they knew Lazarus had died, and they knew that their brother had died, and Lazarus goes back from the dead and tells them that this is what's happening to your brother right now, where he's at. You would think that they would believe. You would think. Now look, look, look how powerful his testimony is, because that's what he's doing. He's testifying. He's basically giving evidence like a person would in court of something that actually happened. Okay? So here he is. He wants Lazarus to go back and testify. And, te and that's what he actually says. Testify. Letting him know. This is actually what's going on with your brother. So he's warning you right now that you, you don't want to come to this place. So you need to make a change so you don't have to come. Right. I, that's so, what he wants. Exactly. So he's telling them to come. So you would think that's powerful enough to convince them to change their ways and to do what we all have done to keep from going to hell, and that's to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But notice, with all of this evidence that would be going on in front of these brothers, that Abraham tells them, no. Yeah, he tells them no, but he also tells them that won't work. That won't work. Yeah, he said they still ain't gonna believe. He said even if you come back from the dead, they ain't gonna believe. Verse what you're saying? And he said unto him, Abraham to the rich man, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, mm -hmm. neither will they be persuaded. Though one rose from the dead. And you know what's sad about that today? There's one that did raise from the dead, mm -hmm. and they still. But can I tell you what that part right there was for? Yeah. There was some Pharisees in the crowd. Yeah. Who thought they had it together. Exactly. Who saw miracles and signs. And Jesus said, even though I'm getting ready to raise from the dead, they still ain't going to believe. No. No, they ain't going to believe. Abraham said, nah. Nah, son. No is the answer. He said they got all they need. I know who I'm talking to, but this is what you need. It's true. And you can't just read it, you gotta do it. And I'll be the first to admit, everything in here is not easy to do. But it's beneficial to do. He said they have Moses and they got the word of God. Mm -hmm. The word of God can change your life. You're looking at evidence of the word of God. Right. Right here. This triangle. Three changed lives based upon the word of God. Because I don't think at no point in time in our BC, before Christ, that we think we'd be sitting at a table on a Tuesday night talking about the word of God hours at a time. And, and people don't know that we actually had a conference call on a subject for four hours and 12 minutes one time. Yeah. 
That, that's how long we talked about the Word of God. Four hours and 12 minutes. None of us thought that this we would be doing this right here. And I'm mighty glad that we are. Because if we can save one person from going to hell, we may not know who it is. If we can save one person from going to hell, then our labor will not be in vain. If we can convince one person to turn around and not end up in this place, Hell is so bad that I really cannot describe it. Hell is so rough that I don't want my corner. There's a place I've been to that you do not know. And, and you've got to look at who hell was created for. Hell was never created for you and I. He was created for the devil and his followers. And so once you decide not to follow Jesus, you decide to follow the devil. Exactly. It's either or, and people don't get it. It's simple. That's why common sense ain't common no more, baby. Because it's simple. Mm -hmm. But they want to say, I'm doing my own thing. I'm keep doing your own thing. <laughs> Keep getting turned up. Oh, we're going to go out and get turned up tonight. I always say, I hope you don't turn up in hell. It's true. And, and you know, God has, has again, we have that, that famous question where people say, uh, where I believe that a loving God was sent in the valley of hell, and he makes it perfectly clear that he's not sending anyone to hell. He's made it perfectly clear that he's made it uh, clear that we all have a choice that if you choose Christ and you choose him because of what he's done for us mm. he died that basically sacrificial death on the cross for all of our sins and he says that when you put your trust in him and you believe in that finished work that he done for us on the cross uh he says, basically, that's that's your way to get to heaven. Just believe in what he's done. You know, and you repent from, from all your sins. And once you do that, accepting Christ, uh, you don't have to go there. He provided a way just of escape for us. Yes, that's yeah, exactly. And, but we, we look at uh well if I if I do that that I've got to stop doing this and stop doing that. Well, is, is it worth doing that? Temporarily. It's, it's worth it eternally. Right. But for some people, they only see temporarily. Yeah. That's true. The devil has blinded mm -hmm. the minds, the eyes of people. The only thing a lot of people are concerned about is the right now. True. Satisfying self. Right. It's like you said, being saved is fire insurance. 
Being saved is having higher insurance. Being saved is having insurance, period. I'm insured. And when I leave here, all that I went through, I don't have to go through hell and have already dealt with some of it on earth. Hell is real. Hell is no joke. Jesus died for the most horrific death. And anybody could die. He and everyone who died by crucifixion. But the thing about his death was he'd never done anything to warrant death. But because he loved you so much. He loved me. He loved you. He loved all of you. Anybody listen? He said, I'm going to die for you. And you know, I, I think the number one thing is that, and you just brought that up, is that men are black. When I look at uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, <coughs> uh, verses 3 and 4, uh, he says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, mm -hmm. in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds or the eyes of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. So he's telling us now that the only hope for them, since Satan has blinded them, is the hope from the gospel. It's the word. Yeah. Because he calls it here, he says, the glorious gospel. Uh, it's, it's, it's the gospel uh, of Jesus Christ. That's what will unblind them, will take the veil off of their eyes, so to speak. Uh, we sing the song, uh, uh, when we, when we talk about once was lost, but amazing grace. Yeah, amazing grace. How sweet the sound. And when we look at that amazing grace, how sweet the sound. That saved the rich like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found blind. But now, but now I see. See, if there ever gonna come some unveiling, if there ever gonna come some uh, some sight to these people's eyes that are blind. It's going to take the gospel of Jesus Christ in order to do that. Because Paul said it takes and it's going to need a certain type of power in order for that to happen. And that's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power. I'm selfish. Yeah. It's the power of God unto salvation. Mm -hmm. See, that's what people need. They don't need anything else because it's not going to work. If we're going to ever get them unblind by Satan, <laughs> making up his own. You're going to have to preach. You're going to have to preach the gospel. <laughs> Not only, well, the blindness leads to something else. Yeah. The blindness leads to an ignoring. Yeah. So what you talking about, preacher? Revelations 3 and 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Any man, hear my voice. Mm -hmm. And open the door 
I will come into him and will sup with him fellowship, and he with me. Dr. Holman Hunt paints this picture of Jesus standing at the door and knocking and the person on the other side. And Jesus is knocking and somebody said, hey, 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 Dr. Holman Hunt, I know why Jesus can't get in. So ain't no latch on Jesus' side. That's why he can't get in. Dr. Hunt said that was not an error. <laughs> that was intentional. It's true. Because Jesus won't force his way in. That's right. The latch is on the other side. And if you want him in, you got to take that step to open the door and let him come in. It's true. You see, a lot of people are ignoring the knock. Right. Right. Grandmama died and she took care of you all them years. That was Jesus knocking. You got sick and had been healthy all your days in your life. That was Jesus knocking. All of a sudden, you had it going on and all of a sudden, everything went haywire and now your bank account is depleted. That was Jesus we keep ignoring the knock. Yeah. But if you ignore the knock long enough, mm. in hell, you're going to lift up your eyes. Final words, they say. Mm. Tell somebody about it. 
And then you want to follow him even closer. Hell is real. I think that people just don't understand that hell is gonna not going to be my resting place for you, I guess, in a sense. But we have to really look at it and say that, you know, hey, it's a choice we have to make. I, I really, I pray that you make the right choice because it's the best choice and decision you ever made. It's true. It's true. <clears throat> I would say we, we all have made some, some terrible mistakes in our lives. Um, we all wish that we could go back and, and change some things uh, that we've done and, and make them right. You know, we all can say that if I knew what I knew now, back then, I wouldn't have done what I'm doing or what I've done. Uh, that's the biggest mistake uh, that a person could make now is if you make the mistake of not accepting Christ as Lord and Savior, that would be the biggest mistake that you've ever made in life. And that definitely would be one that you cannot go back and change. Uh, I, I would say this and leave it like this. Uh, if you do anything in this life, Make sure you don't be caught dead without Jesus. And I say it again. Make sure you're not caught dead without Jesus Christ. Because if you are, that would be the biggest mistake you ever made. Because a lot of us never believe anything until we see it. But, and a lot of times we can change it because now we can see it. We can at least try or have the opportunity to make things better. But if you go to hell <laughs> because you don't believe it, you'll see that you're in a situation that you can't change. It will be a helpless, a hopeless situation. And I think it was one author who wrote it, he said, all who enter hell Abandon all hope. Because there is none. For those who say, <clears throat> I don't believe that a good God would send anybody to hell, the Bible validates what they say. 2 Peter 3 and 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, but is long-suffering to us with not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So God will not send you to hell. He will not do it. He will allow you to send yourself. He, he will allow you to send yourself. And all we've been doing for these past four weeks is crying loud and sparing. 
All we've been doing is trying to reach somebody and tell them that I don't care how good you think this life is, hell is not worth it. I don't care how much money you got, I don't care if you can not work another day in your life, I don't care if you own mega yachts, planes, whatever, you can be in LA tonight, be in New York tomorrow, be back in Hawaii the next day, and go down to the Virgin Islands a couple of days later. Hell still ain't worth it. The sad reality is that people are dying and going to hell. Some of y'all can't see it right now, but Reverend Mason is shedding tears over the thought that people will die and go to hell. Thank you, preached the sermon. When the graves cry out, and there is no answer, and no one answers. Brother Sam, Reverend Mason, myself, we're begging you guys. Hell ain't worth it. Unforgiveness will send you to hell. But unbelief will definitely send you to hell. That's a lot of popular people going to be in hell. It's a lot of rich people going to be in hell. It's a lot of preachers going to be in hell. Because they didn't keep the charge. The charge to keep our hands. God to glorify, never die so to save, and fit it for the sky. To serve his present age, my calling to fulfill. May all my powers engage to do my master's will. His will is that we preach the gospel, that we tell men and women that if you die without a relationship and having Jesus forgive you of your sins, you will spend eternity in hell. Forget the popular messages. Forget the your anointing, your blessing, your miracle. Make sure your soul is right. All that stuff won't matter. This rich man says, send him to my brothers so they don't come here. Because undoubtedly, they were living the lifestyle that he, they were continuing his legacy. His legacy was a lifestyle of fun, partying, and overlooking people that you can help and things of that nature. I want my legacy to say I helped somebody along the way. I want somebody to turn around. I was preaching a revival one night and one Wednesday night, I, I preached this text and preached, what in hell do you want? And this little 18-year-old girl, after the message was over, came up and gave her life to Christ. One of the best feelings you can have to see that God has used you to help turn somebody around. And what people don't understand, I'm sorry I'm a little long here, but what people don't understand is that it is all a trick of the enemy. He's just, he, people who go to hell go end up there with somebody that can't stand it. 
He is jealous of you and I because we can go somewhere he can't get back to. And so he does everything in his power to keep people from there. And he's convinced a lot of people not to go. Not to believe Jesus. I will say this privately, and I'll say it publicly. I choose Jesus. That's my testimony. I choose Jesus, the one that died for me. I choose Jesus. I've already made that choice. The man came to set me free. I choose Jesus, the one that in him I live, I move, and I have my being. I choose Jesus. The one that said, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all. I choose Jesus. And I beg of you today, choose him. Get in a Bible teaching, Bible preaching church where they preach to you the unadulterated gospel of Jesus Christ. If the church is always preaching about miracles and signs and wonders, you getting this blessing and God taking you to this level and they don't talk about if you die in your sins in hell you're going to lift up your eyes you need to find another church that's true if they don't tell you the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal they don't talk about Jesus how can you preach a message and never mention Jesus' name Now I'm just going to say, Paul said we preach Christ and him crucified. We preach him crucified. We preach nothing. We teach there. We teach everything. But we preach that. But every message from the Old Testament to the New Testament, every book in the Bible talks about Jesus. You just got to get in there and find out what he, what he is. He is the center. Everything spreads out from here. And we thank you guys for joining us during these four weeks that we have labored on this topic of hell. Please don't go there. Brother Sam, Brother Mason, and myself, none of us plan to end up in hell. We don't see you on this side. Hope to see you in heaven one day. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you for this time we spent together. God, we thank you for all that you poured into us to pour out to others. God, we truly believe we have done what you would have us to do, God. And that is to sound the alarm. There was so much going on with over 3 million people every year dying. And you leaving us here lets us know we still have the chance and the opportunity to make sure we've got it right with you. And God, we can't die for anybody else, which means we can't live for anybody else. But God, we can be obedient to your word. Your word says, go out into the hedges and highways and compel men and women to 
come. And right now we're using social media as our way of going out into the hedges and highways. And we want to tell somebody that if you die without knowing Jesus Christ, you will spend eternity in hell. There is an option. Jesus Christ, who came down, gave his life as a ransom so that we would not have to die and go to hell. Accept him today and live with him forever. God, we pray that somebody or somebodies give their life to you somewhere in watching some of these cities, God. we pray that your spirit is stirred them till they say, I yield, I yield. What must I do to be saved? And God, we pray that you would lead them to somebody that can help them with their Christian life. Lead them to a Bible preaching, teaching church where the word of God is preached to men and women, boys and girls, as they are, to who Christ is. This is our prayer. It's in Jesus' name we ask and we thank. Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you for coming. Amen. Amen. Amen.